We back. Yes, again. it's Friday, y'all. What's going on? How you feeling out there on a Friday night in the box? Rico Gibson, DJ Ronnie Ron. Yeah, what's good, bro? Hey man, it's it's all love, man. We 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 boy, we're gonna have a fabulous show, man. Oh, really? We got oh. we got Latita, man. Yes, Latita she, she, in the house. Man, she's in the house. She's ready to go. Yeah, and, uh, baby. Yes. Hey man, she she got a big personality, charisma. Yes, she does. Awesome. Oh man. Awesome. EDM, she gonna be doing it, man. So it's what's happening. Um, if you get an opportunity, <laughs> man, make sure you share the show out. Share it um, out, y'all, just like I'm doing. Yes. And share um, it out. we got some great information, man, coming for you. And we're gonna show you how to do some things, and uh, we're gonna be right back. All right. Yep. Fundamentals and build blocks. Yeah. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot. Yeah. When I got questions and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Yeah. What's hey. up, Mary? How you doing? Hey, Mary. What's going on, Mary? Demetrius. Hey, glad to have you. Yes. And salutations to the nations. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Me and uh, me and Radiant, man, we got a new video, man. We dropping soon. Really? And oh man, gonna, I can't wait man, to see yeah. it. New right. song, new video, man. It's gonna be dope. I and, just, uh, I just want to see his costume, man. That thing, <laughs> one of the most creative artists that I've seen so far. So, man, shout outs to you, Radiant, bro. All right, my dude, man. So, and let's not forget, yes, ministry. Music Industry Makeover. Okay, go to musicindustrymakeover.com. Every Thursday night, it's the podcast. Come on at 9 p.m., giving you marketing promotional tips and having guest artists. Come on. You don't want to miss it, all right? As well as Critical Dialogue every Tuesday night with yours truly and Andrew Crawley. Okay, yes. Hey, we talk about controversial issues with a biblical perspective. You don't want to miss out on it. Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let's not forget, um, you know, on man, my light here. Okay, so let's not forget on Sundays, man. We got just life with me and Pastor Ricky. You know, yes. if you're dealing with life issues, man, you're struggling. Awesome you know, but show. we just we talk about different things, man. And, uh, and we're getting prepared, man, to, to, to take it, man, to the real cool and also fire stick as well. You'll be able to see that as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, as well as we got some great information, man, that we're gonna kind of uh, do for you as well. Uh, let's not forget Big Phil, Quarantine Big Dreams. Phil. Quarantine <clears throat> Dreams in the Hez House. Yeah. My dude, man. He's dope. Like, yeah, great yeah. person, man. Big Phil, man, is a dual threat, man. Not only can he sing and rap, man, he, he mm -hmm. hit the notes on you, man, and go for you. Huh? Yes, he can. Yes, he can, man. So, and, 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 and here's another one. Yo. GCS, man. Humble yeah. Cat. Come Wife on. is the producer. That's um, amazing right know, there. He run with Canton, man. So uh, we support we support these brothers, man, as well. And last week we forgot, man, our sister, man, serious voice. voice, yes, oh, black yeah. woman. Yo, that's the hot single that's out right now that I'm playing on my show, Hip Hop Praise. So, yes, you need to get with that, y'all. And then, so basically, man, when the actual song get ready to drop, man, she's gonna do a video. So we're gonna premiere the video on our channel as well. And let's not forget, Dice uh, Gamble. Yes, CHH University. Yes, a Get with the program, guys. I'm telling you, it's an awesome um, university. Get with it. Go and learn. Man. Yeah, if you want to learn how to do, you know, how to <clears throat> do different things in music, man, uh, yeah. it's going to be great as well. And if you're looking at, man, trying to get your music mixed, man, I'm doing mixing songs for $8.50 per stem. 
which is a great price, man. Eight dollars and fifty cents per scale, man. Which is a good price. You're not gonna beat that, man. Hey, man, can I get a discount on that? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said, man, can I get three dollars? I get three (laughs) dollars. Man, that's a whole nother. And also, man, mastering song mastering at ten dollars, man. Wow. You can't beat that, so you don't have an excuse. You can also go, man, to our uh, music industry makeover page, man, and uh, yes. kind of see some of the things that we're doing there. But uh, also, man, you know, as you guys know, we did go to Roku and yes. uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Yes. So, that is good. Uh, just a couple of things, you know, when you go to Roku or Amazon, you're going to see this app pick, so let you know it's the right app. And we're going to kind of give you instructions to kind of help you get to the app that you're looking for. So when you see that, uh, that is the app on Fire Stick and also on Roku as well. And then also uh, the app pick for In The Box. Yes, okay. In The Box, y'all. And in then, the- uh, and real quick, man, so uh, as, as, kind of as we were talking about it, because I had somebody that was trying to get to it last night. So basically, when you go to Fire Stick, on Fire mm-hmm. Stick, when you sign in to Fire Stick, you click on the search in the top left of the, of the top. As soon as you sign in your Fire Stick, top left, you put in the name, uh, music industry makeover, either in the box, a gray box is going to pop up Lego, labeled, labeled, labeled apps and games. And you click it in that box and you're able to see the app. And you're, you know, of course, you will be there as well. Now, if you're on a Roku system, it's a little bit easier. You go to the channel store, you type in music industry makeover, either in the box, and then you install the app on your device. Okay. Definitely. And, I want to. Uh, Give shout out to a man, Gabe Itch. So we got a lot of comments on here. This last one is is, is the podcast on Spotify. Um, I don't think just yet, right, Rico? Oh yeah, the, actually, oh, yeah. the podcast is on Spotify. Okay, all right. It's, well, hey, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Gabe. The podcast is on Spotify, man. We we on there as well. Okay. And um, and before we get rolling, man, we just want to drop because we got Latisha, we got Latita here. Yes, hey, <laughs> make you want to dance. <laughs> hey, hey, make you want to dance. Here's Miss Latita. Hey, yes, the social <laughs> butterfly herself. Yes, even the house. Yo, that, the house. that that Ruku picture. I was like, man, they look so gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared for a second. <laughs> Your wallet, man. man. Yeah, what's up? Hey, that's <laughs> the run, run, carry the gun. That's, that's the shooter, right now. The shooter, right now. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. So we had, man, we got, we got, we actually got a lot of comments coming. So, uh, Gabe say this is fire, bro. Hey. Yes, sir, Thank man. You, we glad Gabe. we glad to have you, man. Larry, and, uh, what's going yeah. on? How you doing, oh, yeah. man? Thanks for joining us. Wow, the boy, say he loves GCS, man. Yeah, <laughs> glad to have you, Larry, man. Yes, okay. Man. All right. black black women, let's go. Okay, gay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Didn't hey. even know we could do EDM up in here, did you? Hey, <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man, we glad. Hey, we glad, man, for the love, man. So basically, Thank you. Thank if you, you guys are just not shining on, signing on to uh, in the box, share it out uh, yes. as, as many places as you can. I just got through doing it. You know, mm-hmm. go to you know. I just kind of shared some instructions, man. We are on Amazon and Fire Stick Roku. Go in and install the go install the, the shows on the device, man. We got a lot yes. of things, man, coming for you. And tell us. So, Mm-hmm. Latita, 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 EDM. Why, why EDM? Why not quartet music? 
Yeah. What? Uh, praise and worship and stuff. You, know? <laughs> you look like you look like you be singing some quartet. I'm just saying. Obviously, I mean, why I, not I, look, I got a two step. Yeah. You know, I can quartet <laughs> it out, and then if I can put some R&B on it and do a point and come. <laughs> What's going on, Trap? Hey, Trap. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So why EDM? Um, yeah. At first, I, I love dancing. That's just always been my thing. And, um, you know, oddly enough, you know, not too many people know black people from South Dakota, but that's where I'm from. So yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Rapid rap City. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? South exactly. Dakota, man. Yeah. South Dakota. I do so, want to visit, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's still nice. There's a See, lot no. of land. Just go see Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. You got to see Mount Rushmore and then you got to look at Crazy Horse <laughs> and you have to look at some other places. But um, but I think just uh, my background and, and being growing up in a place like that, that's where I spent a lot of my adolescent years before moving to the East Coast. Um, I listened to a lot of variety of music. And so I was exposed to a lot of different sounds. And again, I grew up dancing, choreography, dancer, um, all of the whole nine yard. And um, I just, I love different sounds. And so that comes through in my music and I'm not scared to go for something that sounds different or that sounds out of the box for, um, you know, sometimes how we get boxed in. Look at that. How I play on words. <laughs> how sometimes, yeah. you know, as if we say like, hey, I'm a, a Christian or gospel artist, sometimes we get boxed into like, oh, well, you're supposed to sound like this. And I've kind of kicked the door down on that. I've, I've, been very good mm -hmm. at, at going against the grain when it comes to that. Not intentionally, but because I just believe that um, you don't change what's in you to um, try to suit other people's needs for what they want you to sound like. Right. right and right. Uh, yeah, so I've had some wins. I've had some losses in doing that, but I'm okay. At the end of the day, I'm okay. So, 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 so what, what made you decide to sing EDM? I mean, did you try another genre before you actually want to do EDM? You said, but man, no, shoot. I'm, I'm just going to go and do EDM. Or, you know, were you already a, a fan of EDM? You know, what actually tipped you over and said, well, hey, this is a genre that I'm going to put my, my put my time in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing in it. What, what made you make that decision? Yeah, I don't think it's just one thing um, because my that song is in the EDM genre and there will be other songs still in that EDM genre. But I have like on the upcoming project, some songs that are more in that um, Afro beats or the trap uh, or the trap um, or they call it Afro trap um, mm -hmm. sound. Some of it is is still in that EDM vein. Some of it's in that pop vein. So um Honestly, again, it just comes from my background of just really hearing a lot of diverse sounds around me growing up and really just leaning in towards that. And so when um, I started thinking about the song Dance, I was like, yo, I mean, I've always loved EDM music, too. I'm like, yo, EDM music, people be sleeping on EDM music, but uh, you could do a lot with it. And um, I believe that there's an audience for everything, including Christian EDM, which I, I now actually know is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a question there. Um, um, Game was on. What's your favorite dance? What's my favorite dance? Oh, yeah, favorite music to uh, dance. What's your to? favorite music to dance to? Oh, my favorite questions. music. Thanks, Gabe. Um, so I love um, reggae and like um, and like Afro beats, and okay. I think that's probably why I married a Jamaican. 
because I can like <laughs> just pick uh, his culture. But um, yeah, I, I love all of that. So that's usually if I'm in the house and I'm just like, I want to get up and I want to move. I'm usually first, I'm usually starting with Bolsi or I'm usually or I'm usually starting with Navano. Um, goodbye to my haters. That usually gets me going. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's so, up. So, so when you when you come to your uh, creation process, so you producing your music, did you go? You got a produce in house producer. You know who's making your music for you. Uh, I use so I I'm open to using like different producers because I think producers bring different types of sounds, styles, varieties. Um, okay. Typically. What I'll do, there's a couple that um, I really enjoy working with because they know my voice. And when you give it a producer that like really knows your voice and the texture and the sound of your voice and they start mm -hmm. to create around it, um, a lot of magic just begins to happen. So I really enjoy that process. So um, I'll usually just start with whatever idea, whether it's like something in my head and I'll just record it on my phone and I'll mm -hmm. go in the studio and maybe like lay a couple samples down of what, um, not samples, but lay a couple of my vocal references down for where mm -hmm. I'm going. And then I'll send them the track and be like, hey, can you create something that has this particular sound, this particular feel? Um, and we just kind of just go from there. Okay. Okay. And sometimes I just listen to people's tracks and I'm like, oh snap, I'll hear something I'm like, immediately I can sit down and just write to that effortlessly. And it's like, that's it. So, so when you actually get ready to do your shows, like have you done, so obviously you've done shows, what is the atmosphere like? Because you don't see a lot of people doing EDM. Um, it's very, very popular in the UK, uh, but we don't see a lot over here in the U S especially uh, in the urban areas. So what's, you know, what's the atmosphere like when you hit the stage you know, and, and maybe they don't know, maybe they wasn't their sound set and you come off, you know, what is some of the, I, you know, what's the, what's the atmosphere like when that, when that track drop and it's EDM? Yeah. So it's crazy. So, um, I always think about what is the audience that I'm going to be in front of. And so, um, when thinking about that, I may not start with the EDM, I may start with something that has maybe a little bit more of like an urban flavor and mm -hmm. then take them on that journey into here we are full blown uh, EDM. And like one thing I love about uh, producers, if you're artists out there, this is definitely something if you have a producer who like has that musical director type uh, type gift that can really pull your song together to where it seems it fits effortlessly or seamlessly into the next thing. I think that that really helps to create the atmosphere because it allows the audience to warm up and then you take them someplace that they're not even expecting to go. So we had a, we had a question real quick from Gabe. Gabe said, uh, do you go on tours? And if so would you ever go to the UK? Uh, yeah, so I have toured for two years independently. Um, I took a hiatus for a little bit <laughs> um, to just do some self-care and do some uh, writing and stuff like that in the background. Um, I would love to go to the UK. I was actually in the UK last year. Um, I was actually over in uh, Paris, London, and Amsterdam. I was there the year before. I am really still trying to figure out the UK market, but I am ready to kick the UK market wide open. I love how they, um, I love how music resonates uh, with them over there. I really, really love that. Man, I'm gonna say yeah. because you know me being a producer, I produce for you know for a few artists, and my biggest fan base is 
in the UK and they show you love, man, like genuine love. Like I started getting love when I was dropping instrumental albums and mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, my, my, the most monies that I get for royalties come from the UK. And I like, I, I love the attitude, man. They just love man. It's just I'm not saying I don't love Americans, you know, you know, we all want to get love from our home as well, man. But uh shout out, man. I want to say shout yeah. out to the UK, man. Y'all, y'all are dope, man, over there. Y'all well, dope. Definitely. Yes. UK. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Demetrius will know who um who's your favorite EDM artist? Oh, hmm. That honestly, that is a really good question. And you know what? I'll be completely one hundred percent with this. I've heard so many, um, so many mainstream and independent artists that have overlaid their music on EDM um, tracks. I can't even say that I have one that just like really stands out. I tend to vibe with all of them. So yeah, so that is a no answer and an answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good one. Good one. How, how do you, what's your what, what's your mind right now on the trajectory of music, or especially as it relates to an independent artist? You know, we understand technology is evolving. Uh-huh. Right, artists not selling records anymore. You know, you're trying to leverage streaming. How does that make you feel? You know, what is that? What state of mind does that put you in as an artist, as an independent artist, trying to you know break out and do some different things? Um, I think that there is. I think that there are pros and cons to like both sides of it because, um, with the streaming and with people having so much access, like readily available, like with technology and everything like that, you really have the opportunity to place yourself in places that you didn't have before, like having access, just how we were talking about like different countries, um, having access to that instead of having to go through all these gatekeepers to get your stuff um, out there. Uh, On the flip side of that, because you can do that, then you have people who, like the market is extremely saturated. So I'm always thinking, from even the independent artist mindset is not only how do I make good music, but um, also how do I continue to create something that is um, that's going to set me apart from others. So rather it's, you know, you have like a really good sound, but then you decide that you're going to take something from a visual standpoint and you're going to up level that from what, in, what you've seen in your genre and your space even happen. Um, so I start to look at that. But going back to as far as like the streaming and, and things of that nature, um, I'd be curious actually to see what happens in the next like maybe upcoming two or three years, especially with um, some different platforms that are streaming free free music now going to a subscription model to where you can only play certain people's albums if you mm-hmm. do like a premium subscription. Mm-hmm. And so I would be interested to see how that's going to I think you'll start to see an uptick a little bit more. I think we'll start to see the scales balance a little bit more um, when it comes to um, like songwriters and producers uh, getting paid for the streams. Once people are actually doing like paid premium services um, where you have to, you know, make that additional investment in order to access um, their, their music. And if you have enough artists that decide that, I want people to access it this way. I think that there still is a platform or still is a place for, um, especially when you're trying to get your music out to just let people stream it. But I also think that there's 
another um, balance of being able to say, okay, now I'm putting some worth back on my stuff. So, so we got a couple questions in the chat, man, that we just want to just kind of get to. Uh, Gabe said, thoughts on Armin Van Buren? Honestly, I don't even know what that is. I don't, I don't even know who that is either. Or and, then, and then Demetrius said, why don't, why don't you think there are more female EDM artists? There are not a ton of known ones. Maybe my knowledge is limited. Um, I think they're out there. I think we're so underground mm-hmm. um, that it is like EDM is a really niche market. And especially then you're then you start talking about Christian EDM on top of it. Yeah, really <laughs> and now you really start to shrink down your market a little bit. For so real. I think that the market is out there and it exists. But I think it's such a niche market that if you're not deeply inter- intertwined with that market, um, you would think that they're not out there. But but they are. Um, yeah, the, we're, we're definitely here. <laughs> we're out there. I got a couple in the back of my mind um, that are out there that are really doing some things and, and really shaking some stuff up. So when you started doing EDM, give me two two hard experiences that you had that you had to kind of bounce back from getting into the EDM niche. Mm. I would probably say, um, and if anyone's listened to any of my um, other recent interviews, I, I say this all the time because it was just a hard experience, period. Um, in this industry, but honestly, it was when my manager passed uh, suddenly, mm-hmm. and then four months later, mm-hmm. my marketing manager passed for suddenly. Um, that probably was the biggest, like taking the wind out of me that uh, that happened. Um, and that's when I took that hiatus, as far as just kind of like putting the artists. Um, on pause and becoming the songwriter and just fine tuning um, everything else in the background. Wow. wow. Well, so, so how did I mean? So, I know you mentioned your manager. You know, how long was your manager manager with you uh, before they passed? How, what you know? How were they with you from the beginning? Or yeah. So um, I had I was so they were with me for I had one for about a year and then that manager was with me for about two years before they passed. But that's when um, the management team that I had before had me on a really good trajectory um, for what they could do. And then we had the transition to do management to really help up level it and take it to another level. And that was happening Um, during that time. During that time, I had my own radio show. Um, That's when I was traveling regularly, touring um, on a regular basis. And when that happened, literally everything came to a standstill, including, um, the radio show that I did have, which we were in the syndication process for that. Wow. All of that went to a standstill. And I just had to figure out like, how do I, how do you start picking up the pieces and starting over? And what time frame? how long has that been from now, from the date? Uh, that has been, that was October, um, that was October 2010. So it's been 10 years. Okay. Um, and to be honest, I've grappled with that for quite some time. You're like, well, dang, T, that's 20 years. I mean, that's 10 years ago. It right. was 10 years ago. But when something puts you on your face like that, right. Um, right. it took me a long time to um, it took me a long time to really, I'll say, uh, allow people to get close to me. Um, because I started to feel like, especially right when my marketing manager passed right behind that, 
um, I started to really feel like um, I'm scared to let anybody close to me in my career because I'm scared that I'm going to lose them. And I can't mm -hmm. take another disappointment like that. So let yeah. me let me let me just take a pause and let me figure out what I need to do. Um, then I started catching that second wind again, which I ended up getting a wonderful mentor um, by the name of Ron Grant, who did the um, who did the open mic in um, who did the open mic in New York um, on Sunday nights. And he was known for having amazing people come through. I've hit the stage a couple times with him there. Um, he then began to mentor me from about 2008. Um, so that, yeah, right around the time that I picked up management, he started mentoring me around 2008 and he passed, uh, 2018. Wow. And, uh, that was another blow, but, um, and it was really unexpected as far as just on my part, but, um, because of the words that he said to me, he, he obviously knew that he was getting ready to pass soon, um, mm -hmm. because of his condition, but he came to see me, um, earlier that year and we were having a conversation and I remember him, um, really imparting into me when we were having our conversation of like, don't, no matter what happens, like, don't stop, don't give up. You really have something. He started connecting me with some other people, um, within his circle and was like, I need you to continue to finish this out. Um, and, it, and if I can be like completely transparent, I'm, I, I'm oh. like, oh God, I'm such a Debbie, Debbie Downer right oh. now. Oh if I can be completely transparent and, and I think what he understood that I was struggling with is I was still struggling with um, the fact that I had a different sound. Mm -hmm. I had a different look. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I fit in this whole music piece. Mm -hmm. And he knew how much that how much passion I had behind it, but how much it hurt too to mm -hmm. see some of the same people that I came through, um, came up with in music, um, and to see them like running their clicks. And I was looking around, mm -hmm. like, I wish I had support from other artists and not just, um, not just the, the business heads in the background. And he knew that I was really struggling with that. And I do now a little bit, but I think that I have gotten to the point, and even with the project that I'm working on right now, um, Beautiful Chaos, of really letting all that go and starting to say, you know what? Um, I'm going to be me. It sounds different. It looks different. But I believe that, like, there's somebody out there who needs that too. So, yeah. You know, the, the, and that's why yeah. I was... um. I was, um, you know, when I first met you and everything, and I could play you on my show, Hip Hop Praise, because I was, uh, it was all about all flavors for the savior. And, and yeah, you know, what you were saying, you know, especially going in in the black gospel market, there really wasn't no room for you, unfortunately, because they're stuck in the traditional ways. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I always hated uh, seeing folks trying to tell them, tell other artists or, or them not embracing um, other artists with their creativity. And so that's why it's become so stagnant. So. Um, yeah, I definitely feel where you feel where you were coming from. I think the most important thing, man, that I want to I want to crack open because I think a lot of independent artists, they struggle with understanding the business model. But before even they get to the business model is understanding who they are. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of times the artists will just grab a manager. They'll just grab someone because of the auspices of the I got a manager. Yeah, it looks professional to have a manager. But what I want to do, because you went, you know, because I listen, I'm a great listener, 
you you talked about you had two instrumental managers, right? Uh-huh. And I, I want to I want for the first manager, what was instrumental in what you learned, either in that worth ethic or or just connections? What was it that changed your life that you that you know from that first manager? What did you get from that relationship or from that from that title or that position as manager to help your career even now? Yeah, I think, um, and that's a really good question. I think what I got from that initial experience was um, one. Sometimes you just need one person in your corner that just really believe, <laughs> really believes right. what you're doing, and they did. Um, and so I'll say that. But I was able to sit back and watch how they navigated conversations. That's mm-hmm. one thing I'm always like, kind of sitting back and listening and, and watching. So. Um, I watched how they navigated conversations for me. I watched how they were able to um, negotiate and fight on my behalf um, in a way that allowed me to be the artist um, and not have to feel like, um, oh gosh, if I say no to this, then it's going to sound like I'm not being humble. It's going to sound like I'm not. And so that was like one of the lessons I learned from that. So then when it came to me actually having to do business myself, um, I've, I've been able to navigate in a space of um, turning the artist off and turning the business side of Latita on, which was, was already there. So let me just prove that. It was already there. Um, it just helped me sharpen it. So iron sharpens um, iron. And so in conversations, it allowed me to, and I'm a student of this industry. So it wasn't, it, I've never been in, an artist that was just focusing on the music. I studied, I listened. Um, I've been able to sit in the room or even sit in the car <laughs> and hear conversations when people didn't know I was even in the, in there listening to hear what that conversation was, how is that conversation being handled, what type of language is being used, and how do I fight for myself? And so I really learned that um, within the first experience. Within the second experience, I really learned what does it look like Sorry, I had to get my water. (laughs) Um, I really learned what does it look like to then um, advocate for myself even outside of the artist space. So then when we talk about um, holding holding your own in radio, um, really getting the really getting the push to say, hey, you don't have to stay in the box as an artist. You have Mm -hmm. some really great ideas. Step outside of that and start creating. Um, and so having the radio show and having created that and created, what did I want that vibe to be? How do I help elevate other independent artists, um, that are coming behind me or coming up with me, um, to give them a platform. And then how do I take that to start to brand myself more? And I think that that was also, um, very key. So even up until last year, I, I was on the radio the last, uh, three years, um, up through January of this year. When I stopped, I was still in 40 markets and still streaming online. Um, and so I decided to I decided to put that down so that I can pick up Latita the artist again um, and start to move forward and also pick up the visions with my podcast. So yeah. So you mentioned you had to learn how to turn off Latita the artist to turn on Latita the the business person. Why do you think as an independent artist? that is so hard for artists to do. And why is that such an important factor for you? Because it's, it's a dichotomy, a dichotomy, and you kind of mentioned it, but in your own words, why is it so important for artists to learn that? 
because sometimes I mean we artists and we sensitive about our stuff, you know. <laughs> I thought you was gonna go all Erica Badu for a minute. No, I was right. about to, but I don't know. <laughs> but you said you save good, that right? for the next for the next show. Okay. So. King status is coming, boy. It's gonna be crazy. All right, go. Um. So. Yeah, so I think um, as artists, you have to be able to because with being an independent artist, um, a lot of times you are handling your business. And if you can't turn that artist mindset off and, and step back and sometimes take your feelings out of your music or what you think is great or what you think should be happening and should not be happening and learn how to strategically, I'm saying strategically, um, not just, you know, I'm just going to try to act like I'm a boss and I'm a, and you know, you see all this, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, be strategic about how you're thinking about yourself um, as a business. Um, and then make sure you have people around you, not all your yes people, but some people who can hold mm-hmm. that mirror up to you and say, look, I, I understand that that's what you're trying to do, but maybe that ain't, that ain't it either. Like I have people around me who call me on my BS, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> So you know what? I just stopped BSing because I got people who's going to call me on it and I just deal with what I need to deal with head on. So if it's something where I know that I'm procrastinating and I know I really got to do this, I start to treat me like a business. Would I fire me right now if, if it was someone else that I hired that was not doing this for me? If I fire them, I'd fire myself. So maybe I need to get my life together and start doing what I need to do. So, so you actually listen to, to those people that call you out on your BS, right? Absolutely. I mean, if if it is, if it is, it is. And then sometimes you, sometimes you got to know when to eat the meat and spit out the bones, you know? Okay. (laughs) That seems to be a problem with a lot of artists or so, because they don't want to listen. It's like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. When it came to collecting money, your managers, right? You know, let's talk about the hardest thing for independent artists to do when they get going is to get that money piece, especially having a manager. You know, for the times that you saw your money, your manager collect, how did he handle the money situations? You know, you do contracts, you know, was he nice, always nice, lovable? Because you're, you're a gospel artist. A lot of times people think because we we had that. that Whatever. Title. Run me my coin. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. How did he handle getting you your money? And. What kind of, you know, what was that like? Your your first your first manager versus second manager, you know, and what is that? What what can you share to other independent artists to help them learn from that? Yeah, uh, I would say as far as on the money piece, um, I I thank God I never had an issue from that particular space. So I appreciate that. Um, they took care of the deposits. Um, they could, they took care of the final payment. Um, Mm -hmm. when I showed up, I didn't even need to be around or be in the room because sometimes Mm -hmm. that can be sensitive matters and moments for people. So Mm -hmm. you let, you have to learn too sometimes, like even when I talk about that business hat, you still have to learn sometimes too, to step back Mm -hmm. and let people who's supposed to handle it, handle it. If they don't Mm -hmm. handle it, you handle them, but you never go step over and handle other people. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Like, (laughs) hold on. We got to go back because that's so very, what you just gave, man, was a, was a whole book, right? Sometimes you have to let the people that are supposed to handle your business, handle your business. When people know you, they're gonna always. A lot of times, they try to. I tell I tell artists all the time. You gonna have a manager, 
get first of all, get your manager that you know and trust that can know how to handle business, know how to talk. They can talk for you, not necessarily sign your name on checks. You still need to reconcile your own checks, but you have to be able to those people that know you because it's it's just the nature of the business. People that you've been building with, they've been used to getting the hookup. They used to yeah yeah definitely talk about that yeah we 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 know you Latina when you was singing at the church and and you was yeah. baby you was you was in the daycare you know that's right you, support me now you understand the <laughs> you, you had a lot of free shows when I was singing in the choir uh huh <laughs> come on exactly. talk about the important part of letting your manager manage and you not stepping in the way even when it's uncomfortable talk about some things that was uncomfortable I know at first. You know, was there was there a time that he had to deal with somebody that you had a relationship you knew, and and the prices was different? You know, how did you handle that, and, and what was you going through in your mind, and, and how did you overcome that on that? Yeah, manager? I have one time where um, one year I did a favor, and I went out and I was like, you know what? No, it's okay. I'll because this is this is also what I believe as an artist, there are some things that you make sure that you get paid for but mm -hmm. i always set aside a couple things where i'm like you know what i'm going to donate my gifts as well but i'm only donating it for maybe one two three things for the year mm -hmm. um and so that was one of the things where i said Good. yes i'll come out and um and i'll support and i'll sing and then the next year was asked to come and do it again and I pushed back because I already did it for you one year and I don't want to be taken advantage of. And so my manager stepped in to, to start to handle that. And then it became like a negotiation piece. And ultimately, um, I felt bad, but I said, you know what? No, because um, if I don't draw a line in the sand somewhere and it doesn't have to be a it, you don't have to be a butthead when you do it, but you do have to show people how to treat you mm -hmm. and you have to teach people how to treat you and so i have a big heart but at the same time i don't want to be taken advantage of nobody does you know because yeah. if it was somebody else would you pay for their stuff like i've seen this is a crazy thing and um i have seen some churches um have some amazing artists sitting right in their pews that are yes. trying to get their music off the ground and stuff mm -hmm. won't pay them to sing for anything but will fly somebody across the country there you go got a big name to come do it and you're not supporting who's in your own house to help lift them and so um so yeah so so that was probably my my big thing um right there is you have to put a value on yourself and sometimes that means that you just have to say no and you can feel bad about it, but you, you just might need to say no, but I will stress artists. You still need to do something where you are giving your talent at some point. Everything I, should not be that. I, I like, I like the interval of saying, Hey, I, I got, you know, you have a, you kind of have a, a, a point. I got three events that I do every year or two that I give back uh, because I think a lot of, especially independent artists, uh, especially more so in the church, man, we kind of use Jesus. We use we use the cross to not have to pay people. There you uh, go. You know, manipulation. Yes. Manipulation. Yeah. Not that that person or that church is broke. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. uh, and I always say, man, sometimes, man, people won't pay you because they don't have to pay. And if you give them that option not to pay you, you know, you have sometimes you have to hold your guns and, and decline that opportunity, although it's a money making opportunity, but it's not an opportunity that's, that's worth the, with the value of the time. But sometimes, man, people say, you know, you charge 500, 
Well, man, all we got is 350. Me personally, I'll say, man, no, it's 500. Because if I take that 350, and you know, when I come back again, you know, I'm wanting that 500. We are 250. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that for a minute. Hey, well, hey, real quick, no. raise a love offering so, first. No, <laughs> I'm about to. Hey, I'm gonna say real quick. Answer. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer that question there. And so, when, when, when dealing with churches, do you recommend newer artists have a set price or a love, a love offering? Question for me. Um, Transparent. Yeah, I think that first, I think it depends on, um, I think it depends on the church. And I think it depends on when you step out again outside of the artist and you start thinking strategically. If I want to get myself out here, now, I need to start second. somewhere. You say it depends on the church. Elaborate on that. Elaborate on um, that. Because if they're, if they're a mega church, they should have something to give you. <laughs> You know, I agree. You should have agree. a love offering. I'm just, I'm just making sure you clarify. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. good. If, like, if you're, if you're, if they're like a smaller church, um, then yes, <laughs> you might need to. They got free food. Um, yeah. they got free you know, food. but the thing that's what's wrong with us. We eat too much as it is, and we're struggling <laughs> trying to breathe on stage. <laughs> that's a good one. Good one. And then you talk about why ain't we moving? Because we can't breathe. We try to, we try to keep all the air in our diaphragm. No. Um, um, I'm just playing. But um, yeah, so I do think that it is a, um, I, I do think it's one of those things where you have to really evaluate where are you as an artist. Um, if you're trying to start out, you may have to do some things for free, maybe locally to help get your name out and, and, and you have to hit that pavement. Everyone didn't start off with a check. Um, but as you start to work your way up, I say do a sliding, a sliding scale of price, you know, based on how long... Mm -hmm. uh, go in detail on this line and scale the price. Yeah, detail. so um, like, uh, is it you know how many songs you want me to do, or how mm -hmm. long do you want my set to be? You know, mm -hmm. do you want me to have a live band? Do you want me to sing with tracks? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you mm -hmm. want me to have vocalists? Do you not? Because mm -hmm. then you have to start figuring like all these prices of how you're going to pay people. And there's been some times where I've had all of that, and I didn't pay myself, but I paid everyone behind me. But I was okay with not taking. Um, pay because I wanted to make sure everyone was taken care of and if that meant that I had to give up something to leave an impression and have a great show that's what I was going to do because leaving that impression is going to give me a lot more word of mouth you know coming out of that than um, you know me um, you know being so stuck on what it was that I was taking home so that's only in certain situations so yeah I, I do think that it is um you have to be careful. It, it is one of those things you have to navigate that uh, that little landmine a little bit differently, especially now, as a new artist. Now, I think what you're saying too, you know, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that an artist has to get past that point of people trying to guilt them into doing um, the service for them. You know, say all in the name of the Lord. Hey, look, you know, hey, you know, God is going to bless you. You know, what I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know, it's better to give than to receive. You know, but I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, you can't go in a grocery store and be like, "Yo, if you let me walk out with these groceries, God is gonna bless you." <laughs> come on, now, come we on. We always exactly. say that, man. Yeah, yeah, people go to jail exactly. for stuff like that. So, um, so don't try to pimp my gift out at the same time. That's um, good. you know, and you know, Jesus even talks about when we talk about like the when he gave like the talents out. <laughs> somebody did something and they came back with something else. So right. somebody went and buried it and they didn't come mm -hmm. back with nothing. And then he took there that and gave it to somebody else. So um, at the same time, if he gave me a gift, if he gave me a talent, 
It is for me to use it not only to help others, not only to heal others because it's my voice, it's my words, it's, it's the gospel, but um, also to reproduce off of that something. There you go. And let me just be honest to those who may be listening who you know, have a different opinion out there. Unless you were in the studio paying for my tracks and paying for my studio sessions and paying these producers. Come on now. Somebody, I got to get that money back. <laughs> <laughs> and marketing and promotions too, right? Yes, yep. marketing promotions, all of that stuff, it costs. So when you mm -hmm. ask me to come for free, it probably cost me God knows what in the background just so you can get that one song that you wanted to hear. Amen. I'm glad you mentioned that. Did yeah. your manager did your manager create your prices or did you say, you know, tell your manager what you wanted? You know, how did how, you know how did that come about? that you charged what type of input did your manager have and what you should charge did you did you first think it should be this way and the manager said well no we need to do this and how did you handle that yeah honestly it was um it was a conversation so it was like a, a conversation back and forth um of saying hey this is what i think i could get and him saying mm -hmm. no this is what I know you can get, and then as we again start to navigate that and looking at like a sliding scale, okay, well, when do, when we hit this point um, or when we hit this many shows, then let's maybe go up to right here. Then we can start asking for a little bit more and then we'll do that for a season. And then once we hit that, then we'll ask for a little bit more until you start to get to that point of like, uh, almost like the housing market where it's like, um, whether it's a buyer or seller's market, you know, the buyer is going to determine how much they're actually willing to pay for the house at the end of the day. So you can price it at whatever you want to, but when the buyers tap out and say, I'm not paying that for that, then yeah, then you start to get that resistance. And you start to find that middle ground. So Apostle Dimmer, you know, first Timothy That's 5, right 18, there. he said, it is just as the scriptures say, don't muzzle an ox when you're using it to grind grain. You also know the saying, workers are worth their pay. Amen. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. And it's um, it's always interesting to me. Can I shift the conversation slightly? Go ahead. <laughs> OK, mm -hmm. so it's always been interesting to me um, how the the paying of uh, gospel artists and, and even like uh, preachers and pastors and stuff like that get me mm -hmm. get manipulated because of mm -hmm. what it is they do. Um, Talk about it. Yeah. I also <laughs> I also find it um I find it interesting that n even when it comes to the gift no under no other gift is under so much scrutiny or told what it should be and what it should sound like like vocalists in the church. Um mm -hmm. I have heard statements as far as like with my sound that um that it's ungodly, um, mm. it's secular, mm. it is uh, too far out there. Um, but I always wonder to myself, <laughs> who determined that the sound of gospel was just one sound? There you go. Mm. And why are we okay with pushing it into that type box. of box? box. Yeah, mm -hmm. of saying that if it doesn't sound like that, it's not anointed. If it doesn't sound like that, right? Right. If it doesn't, exactly. And so, and then, so I always push back and challenge that um, if God is a God of creativity, why should my stuff sound like theirs? And Preacher. if I make my stuff to sound like theirs, 
am I not conforming at the same time? Well, they say be not conformed to this world, but we also have a, a church uh, culture that happens too Preach it that we me. also conform within that. And mm -hmm. so um, I'm always challenged with that because that is the only space that I find that those gifts are being controlled. But if I was an artist or if I was a cake maker, or if I was something else, you wouldn't tell me how, what I could paint and what I couldn't paint and how to do it. You wouldn't tell me what kind of cake on, I could make. Nuggets you, now. you know, all of these different things. And so I really, um, I struggle a lot in that space of, of being like, uh, of having, you know, some people saying, well, if you, if you sounded like this, you could make it further. I mean, I could have been signed to labels years, years, years ago. Um, and I had opportunities to be signed from a, an R and B space <laughs> years before I even came into the gospel space, but I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and so I think that's why I have really just dug my heels in and just said, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this. I believe there's a generation out there, um, for it. My heart is passionate about the next generation. And even when we think about the next generation, so I think it was like maybe like two years ago, a study came out that said right now out of the, um, don't quote me on the numbers. Cause now I forgot the numbers. Um, cause it's been so long since I said, since I quoted it, but I think it was like, there was like 8 million, um, uh, millennials and out of the 8 million, um, seven, you know, don't even attend church. And that right. if we look at the trajectory as far as, as churches and how they're perceiving churches, they're receiving it um, very, they're receiving it in a way that is counter counterintuitive yeah. to what's being mm -hmm. taught versus the life that they're um, right. living. Um, but then also that churches that have labels, so like Pentecostal, Baptists, and those type things are starting to decline at a faster rate because even the ones who are attending are leaning towards more non-denominational uh, non mm -hmm. spaces. Correct, yes. Correct. And so I think that while we try to stay rooted within um, our traditions, we have to be very careful. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, just go all out and just like, you know, act a fool and start doing whatever in churches. Mm -hmm. But I'm also saying that sometimes we have to look at those traditions that we do and say, um, are these really serving us now well if our goal and God manda mandated us to go get disciples That's and good, to go right? make disciples? Mm -hmm. And are we still doing that? Or are we catering to this little section that's dying off right now? And are we trying to cater to that right now? And so um, I love seeing churches that are really reaching out to their youth and really and um, cre yeah, creating an atmosphere that and, and, and who mm -hmm. are who are, um, when they see their gifts that look a little bit different, who mm -hmm. are saying, you know what, run, Go keep going, right. not Don't sit stop. down because it looks different, not shut mm -hmm. up because it sounds different, but keep running because you are the next generation that's going to take over these churches one day. There you go. So, yeah. Okay. I digress. Whew. No, you know actually, what? it's, it's you important. Are good, you are a good listener. I feel like I needed a couch. You just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it's important, man, that everything that you talk about is what artists are going through. And this is why that is why a lot of artists actually leave the church. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of pastors don't a lot of pastors don't like to say that they don't like to admit to that. But they run off people, um, you know, simply, man, because of they, they don't understand how to communicate that, you know, either they're kind of stuck in a box. And that's why it's very important for you to join a ministry 
you know, if you do going to go to a church, man, you got to join a church, man, to where the, the church is going in the direction where you're going so that you can kind of plug in, you know, and it's very, very hard. And I think COVID was the best thing that ever happened to the body of Christ. I Why? totally agree. Yeah. I, because it's it, it mm-hmm. actually made people know that you are the church. It's not a building. There you go. There and, you go. And, and, and Jesus is still with you. Whether you go into a four walls, then we need to get out of the four walls. Amen. You know, I'm doing my part. You know, hey, I'm just one person out of millions, you know, in the body. But, you know, we have to get out of the four walls and get in between everybody else. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're not going to melt. Like you walk out in the rain, rain hits you. You don't, you don't melt when rain hits you. Like you don't, you know, you don't, I'm not going to uh, 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 die because you say a cuss word around you. You know, I'm not going to die. You can, look, if you, the only thing is I don't want to smell like weed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's not my thing. Because it, it don't work again. really well. It, it don't work really do. well with me. But man, I'll, if, if, if you got, <laughs> you can drink your, you can drink your Hennessy. You can drink your beer. You can drink. None of that don't affect me. Mm. Now, I ain't going to let you drive me. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I'm mature enough to understand, man, that people have their own choices. But yeah. when it comes to the music. You know, that's why a lot of people are leaving because it's like, you know, I want to be able to do music, but I don't want to do choir music. Like, right. and I've heard that, you know, and, and if it doesn't sound, if it doesn't sound like what a choir or it's, it's not, you know, CCM, you know, if it's, if it's not quartet, you wouldn't believe the stuff I went through when I was in radio, I had the morning show and I have new artists. Knowing cats say, man, knowing these cats love, but they just had a, like, like, uh, what's, what's Ron Beatty? You know, uh, when I would play the the, the Beatty Boys, man, the, I would have elderly people call into the station, like, and read me my rights. What is that you're playing? You know, Percy, <laughs> Percy Beatty, excuse me. Percy, my, yeah, I'm like, say, yeah, Percy, Warren Beatty. It was Warren <laughs> Beatty. I'm like, Warren Beatty, yeah, yeah. Percy Beatty. Yeah. You know, what is that you playing, dude? He's clear, Chris, and I'm what you're talking about. He just, you can't play no, no Georgia Man's Choir. You know, you I, can't play, yo. you know, me, Jonathan, the Spiritual Guilty. There was. I used to hang up on them, Doc. I ain't gonna lie to you. No, there was a station, and it was a bomb station too. That was in um, um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, Shout outs to DJ Obadiah and that. Yeah, DJ Obadiah. DJ Obadiah. Yeah. And um, I remember we had a discussion, and it got changed because of that. Wow. Wow. The whole station. Yeah, man. Wow, I, man. I, I, I like what I like what Apostle Denver said. He said, "Man, you can't put new wine in old bag because when you read that scripture, man, when you do it, the bags are burst." Yeah, yep, exactly. And old and old wine skins, yes, for you, sure. You, you, you got to evolve, man. We have to evolve, you yes. know. And, and somebody has to be the trailblazers. That's what I love about you as an artist. You know, similar, similar for the fact, man, that you're doing something different. Like, I like different. Like, if you watch the last couple of shows, man, I kind of been on this on this little horse, man, about weird music. Hey, Rico, do you, you know? have a website, man? Huh? Do, do, do you have a website? No, you want me to plug it in? Yeah, I must, yeah, yeah. I am Latita.com. Yeah. Yeah. And that's L E T I T A. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah we, we want folks to definitely go to her website. Check yeah, you her out. can actually download the single for free. There you go. Sign up on the mailing list. You can get the single for free. Yes. I am Latita.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There it is. And um, yes, you all, you know, once this all is over with, you you all need to get with her, bring her to your to your events, venues, whatever. So um, yeah, she puts on a great show. She's been on a numerous shows that, that I've done in Greensboro. And um yeah, um she she she's she's the real deal. You know, so yes. I, I like the fact that you, because it's different, man. That, and and yeah. I'm for any I was gonna say to you, man, that I think that, you know, of course, just my this was just a suggestion. I do think, man, that you should target UK, you yes. know, uh -huh. because yes. that you there's a lot of artists that have left the U.S. and did travel abroad, get a lot of love, build, make money. You know what I mean, and uh, and then let people kind of catch up because EDM is one of those those genres that is very very progressive, you know, and you know it's it's different. I don't I think it depends on where you live. Mm -hmm. Just like go go music in New York, you know, you won't ever hear go go music in the South. Yeah, no. oh, you mean um, DC go go yeah. DC? Yeah, yeah, excuse me. You know, yeah. so certain territories may have certain music. And I tend to think that when it comes to EDM, man, you talk about Germany, France, mm. Japan, Japan. <laughs> yes, that EDM is crazy. You know, they kind of yeah. mix it in with herb, you know, with, with trap and stuff, stuff like that, man. But it's not weird music over there. Like everything else is weird music. Now, hey, now, y'all hear me now. EDM and dance, the, the, are, are they intertwined, or is, or is it? You mean house? Oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, is it called house music too? House dance EDM, or well, you got, you got those are technically they can be three different genres. You got yeah. EDM, and then you got dance, and I, I think with dance, kind of can I think the instrumentation is a little different. House is just different. The beat is different with house, but EDM has a EDM has electronic feel to it. Okay, it has a lot of a lot of electronic instrumentation. Dance could be the the rhythm, um, like a what dance would kind of fall into a soul popish, um, Afro sort of like a pop Afro, I guess. Right, you know what I mean. But those could be technically two different genres, you know. But yeah, uh, I think we got a question too. Said, do you like dubstep? I do like dubstep. Um, now I don't listen to it a lot, but I do like dubstep. So yes, I actually. <laughs> so uh, and um, DJ Ronnie Ron, he knows me pretty well, and I'm always like laughing because how I said I took that like time of hiatus. I created so much music that I probably have like three, four projects I could drop like today if I wanted to. But um, yeah, electronic <laughs> dance music. Yep. Yep. EDM stands for electronic dance music. Um, but I had one song that was uh, called um, RPB, Random Praise Break, that was dubstep. Yeah. <laughs> Dimitri just said Skrillex or Dead Mouse. I'm not even for sure. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm, I'm going to answer for you. Both of those boys are bad, and you can't even choose which one. Both of them dope. You can't choose. It's, that's blasphemy to try to get someone to choose between Skrillex <laughs> I need to check them out. I definitely need to check them out. Down here, my brother right there, Marlon McNichols. He said EDM has over 50 genres. Yes, it's huge. And he's the one I told you about. Yes. He deals with artists in the in the UK and everything, EDM and all. So that's the one I sent your music to him. And he definitely loves your music. So, yes. Thank you. The UK is where you need to be at. So get with this brother. You know who I would love to... One of my homegirls had a chance to actually work with him. I would love to work with him one time. Um, David Guetta. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, David Guetta. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a minute. Did he do a song with Kelly Rowland? <clears throat> he oh, did. Oh. When mm-hmm. Love Takes Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. But I think yep. I think you actually kind of track a little faster, man, if you target the UK. You know, now now when you're doing your yeah. promotion and marketing, you know, now you have the ability to do analytics and, and I think you should try to target that market because you can target that. Um, yeah. you know, Mark, and I think you'll find some success there. Now we we pretty much man almost out of time. But man, before um, we go, we play this game called T. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta play this game. Yeah, you gotta play. Yeah, I'm scared. Listen, so <laughs> it's yeah. an either or, right? It's no right or wrong answer. I'm gonna ask you, you know, either this or either that, and you pick which one you like. You know, and. Okay. Uh, but you can't think about it. You just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Right? Don't try to okie doke me. <laughs> That's wrong. He about You're to bring this whole interview down by me answering one thing wrong. Cancel culture on kick in. Hey, you won't never get canceled nah. much. Hey, that's the hey, <laughs> we don't care. We don't care anything about cancel culture. We're gonna keep going. Right? I know that's so, right. That is Rhapsody or Remy Ma. Rhapsody. Rocking the show with 4,000 people that know you or rocking the show with 15 people that don't know you? 4,000 that know me. You'd rather speak uh, speak your mind or mind being spoken to? Oh, speak my mind. I had to, that was like reverse psychology. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Speak my mind. Do you like, would you prefer chorus verse or just 400 bars straight? Ooh. I'd be interested in what 400 bars straight just sound like. I, yo, if, yo, I'm, who does it? Actually, there is one rapper, right? I game, think I've heard that game before. Beat, game beat it yeah. For 300 bars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. you did say which one. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that one. 400, 400 bars straight. Okay. Yep. All right. Lil Kim or Nicki Minaj? Lil Kim. Hmm. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Malcolm X. Kim Kardashian or Cardi B? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I'm going for the one that got some talent. Let's go with Cardi B. <laughs> Being famous for nothing is the most like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was possible, but it is. Mm. Privilege. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you rather have get $200,000 per show as a sign artist or $15,000 a show as an independent? 15 for an independent. Would you rather be famous or be wealthy? Wealthy. I always say I'm going to be a silent millionaire. There you go. That's the team. You did good, man. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Next <laughs> man want to dance, man. Yeah. <laughs> Any last word that you want to say, Latita, before we get up out of here? I just want to appreciate everyone who um, hung through this interview, who listened. Um, I hope that whether you're an artist, whether you're someone in the ministry, whether you're someone in the business, or whether you're just listening in that you found yourself somewhere in that story. Um, If you didn't, the only thing that I hope that you find yourself in that I said over and over is be comfortable with who you are, be secure within who you are. If it's different, it's okay. That's who God created you to be. Don't allow people to change that. Man, powerful words, right? Powerful words. Oh, oh, yeah. I, uh, you need to tell everybody uh, um, who inspired you to do that song, that 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 uh, dance. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, because that's because there was another version. One trying to get one trying to get a plug. Get out of here. He don't plug himself enough. But go ahead. Oh my god! So we know now. We know Ron done inspired you to do that. I'm messing. Dance had Dance had a first version, and yeah, it is funny because I went against my gut and I was like, let me try to drop this old school EDM sound. Ron came back and was like, nah. So what you need to do is just go ahead and drop a new one. So within like a week, I hit another producer up and was like, yo, drop, create another EDM <laughs> sound, freshen it up around it. That's the one that we shot the video to. Um, so yeah, so then we ended up <laughs> dropping that. Also, I do want to plug, I have a podcast, uh, oh, yes. Unfiltered. Um, so check yeah. out Tita's World Unfiltered. Um, it's already out there on different platforms. In that, if you're an artist or if you're someone in the industry, what I'm doing is I'm talking to other individuals who are in the industry about their journey, really focusing on the hard times so that you can have some words of encouragement to get over your hard times because they will happen. And I'm also getting ready to launch a brand new podcast called Chicken and Church. Everyone is invited to the table and nothing is off of it. Let's talk about this chicken and church, man. Talk about that chicken and church. I can't wait yeah, to see that Yeah, so it's chicken and church, and the tagline is everyone's invited to the table and nothing is off of it. And so I'm literally bringing people from all different walks of life that you may not normally see step into the church or people even take the time to sit down and have a conversation. And I'm literally just having a conversation with them um, just around like their thoughts and beliefs and everything like that. And it's not to pressure them or dissuade them one way. It's literally just to have the conversation because right now we all need to shut up and just start to listen to each other. Whether we agree or not at the end of the day, let's just start to give a voice so we can see how similar we are and stop picking apart the differences. Now, what brand of chicken is going to be on? Is it churches, Popeyes, turkey fries? Come on, bro. Come on, okay. that's well, that hood chicken. While you're playing, now. I thought about making it mandatory that everybody have one and everybody eat on chicken while we're in the episode. But I was like, that might be too far. Then, no, y'all can invite me. Come on, y'all invite me, boy. Yes, I got. We got. We got to come in here. Let me see uh, before we got here. Let me just say, what types of audiences uh, do you have at your church shows? Like, what color and age demographic typically? <laughs> I've never seen anyone perform EDM in the church. Yeah, so I think most of the time it's usually, um, so it's usually in like event spaces. So when we talk about like around like the Dove Awards, you may have people who are throwing different shows within the city around that Mm -hmm. space. So it's a lot of the public spaces and people just come to them. Um, Usually, honestly, you know what? I think I've only had maybe like two shows that I can think about in the church. The rest have been like, city stage and like again like public stages or you know um some of the other festivals that you would see i can't remember the one that's like down in orlando that they have it that used to be a huge one oh, zora, um, Neale, um, zora neil hurston festival yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and so and, it's um, usually Peter been Neal. like it's yeah it's usually been like stages like that yeah. and it's usually like that type of demographic or the christian or gospel community coming out to see it in those different spaces well, man, I want to say, Latita, man, we glad, man, to have you. It was interesting. We're going to have to have you back, man. Um, we're going yeah. to be rooting yeah. for you, you know? Thank you. And uh, don't definitely, man, don't stop doing what you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, We need more We, we need more black people in India, you know? And it's, and it's even great, man, that you're doing it on the gospel aspect. Because like I'll tell artists all the time, when you when you jump into a genre or niche, 
that that not that many people are in, like you can automatically win because a lot of people are not doing it. You know, um, so I think it's great, man. You from South Dakota, man. You do EDM. What what branding man can you do, man? That's dope. Man. You from South Dakota, South Dakota girl, yeah. And you doing EDM, now Rushmore girl, yeah. Man, look at you, man. We just say, well, I need to start thinking larger. Yeah, yeah, Demetrius. Hey. Man, you do. Oh, absolutely. Man, you don't know that, bro. Stop that, man. You with me? You already know. We think, man. man come that, on now. Come hey. on, you know. That's 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 a great thing. But before we get out of here, we want to make sure you guys, if you're just not tuning in, in the box, uh, don't forget, man, uh, music industry makeover in the box. We are on Amazon Fire Stick. We're on our Fire Stick TV and Roku, excuse me. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the app pick, uh, and also, man, on Roku, this is the app pick as well. Mm -hmm. You can install it as well. If you are on Fire Stick, you go to the search bar. And you actually type in uh, uh, in the box or music industry makeover, gray box pop up, and it says lab, label apps and games, and you can kind of load it in on your Fire Stick and Roku. You just go to the channel store, type in music industry makeover or in the box, it'll pop up and you install it as well. And then we also want you to rate the shows as well. Yes. And uh, we appreciate all your support, man, because without you, none of this would actually uh, be possible. And Martin, Marlon just said EDM is yeah. a new pop. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Get with Marlon, Latita. Yes, yes, man. Um, that's all I can say. But again, remember, hey, thank you so much. Hey, you already know, you know how how um you and I roll. So it is what it is. So, hey, I'm looking forward to the future. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank y'all so much. God bless you. Good night. Man.